Okay. Good evening, everybody. Um, this evening, as you can see on the screen, my sermon is about love. The definition of love is a noun, an intense feeling of deep affection, a great interest or pleasure in something or a person or thing that one loves. It is a, as a verb, it is a deep affection for someone to like or enjoy something very much. It involves care, closeness, protectiveness, attraction, and trust. Pastor always says that love is not a pit that we fall into. It is an action. It is something that we learn to do. I have heard some say that love is a 50-50 proposition, but it is not. It is a 100-100 proposition. Both people need to put 100% into the relationship for it to work. Some people are harder to learn to love than others. In the scripture reading that was read earlier by um, Brother Wade, uh, the Apostle Paul is telling us what love is and what love is not. Love is kind and long-suffering. It rejoices in truth. It bears all, believes all, endures all, and it has all hope. It is said that love can move mountains. Love has been the subject of literature almost as long as there have been people on earth. The first time love is mentioned in the Bible, you'll find it in Genesis chapter 22, verse 2, which says, <clears throat> excuse me, and he said, take now thy son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Love is mentioned in the Bible many times. In the Bible, God tells us that he will have mercy on those that love him. Also, that he will keep a covenant with those who love him and keep his commandments and his statutes. We are to love God with all our heart and soul. We should also cleave unto him and walk in all his ways and to serve him with all our heart and soul. We should also cleave unto him. Oops, I just read that. Okay. We should also cleave unto him and walk in all his ways and to serve him with all our heart and soul. In the Bible, God says he will love those that love him. We should love one another as well as love God. In 1 John uh, chapter 4, verses 7 through 8, the Bible shows us this. And the scriptures say, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. His essence is love. All of his attributes flow from his essence. God is merciful, merciful because he is love. 
God is kind because He is love. I'll lose my spot here. Uh, God is long-suffering because He is love. God is forgiving because He is love. The problems and hardships of life can make us temporarily forget that no one can ever love us the way that God does. God's love is everlasting. God's love for us is obviously immeasurable because He gave His only begotten Son so that we may have eternal life just like the Bible says in John 3.16. The word love can be found in the King James Version of the Bible 310 times. I'm sure that you have heard the expression, love is blind. God's love is not blind. He sees more and forgives more, or much more, than we do. Well, we see less and forgives, forgive less. Because God is love, when we repent, He forgives us our iniquities. I heard a story that I think you might enjoy. There were two teenage girls getting ready for their prom. They were wondering if their dates, who are also their boyfriends, really loved them. So they tried a ritual that is part of folklore. <clears throat> they went to the garden and picked out blossoms. They methodically pulled the petals while reciting, He loves me, he loves me not. He loves me, he loves me not. According to the ritual, the phrase that corresponds with the last petal pulled is an indication of the truth. One of the girls was excited because her last petal corresponded with, He loves me. The other girl was disappointed, though, because her last petal corresponded with, He loves me not. One of the girl's little sister overheard the conversation and went to the garden and picked out a blossom. She came back to where the girls were and started to say, He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. Over and over again. Her big sister condescendingly said, You're doing it wrong. It goes, he loves me, he loves me not. The little girl defiantly said, I'm doing it right. You see, you were talking about your boyfriend, but I'm talking about Jesus. <laughs> then she continued, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. As saved people, we never have to worry about God's love. The highest expression of God's love was the shed blood of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. The biblical definition of God's love is agape love, which is God's perfect, unconditional love for humankind. God's love is more than an emotion. It is a sentiment that demonstrates itself through actions, such as sacrificing his son on the cross for the sins of man. God's love brings cleansing, freedom, wholeness, compassion, mercy, and transformation to those who receive it. God's love is also unutterable, perfect, and blissful within the Godhead, and infinite fatherly affection towards Christians. When God loves us, it is a true love. God does not lie. So when God shows us his love for us, we know that he loves us truthfully. We can see this in 1 John 4, <clears throat> chapter 4, verses 9 through 10, where the Bible says, 
it was in this was manifested the love of God toward us. I lost my spot again. Here we are. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. No man on earth is going to send his son to die for us to show his love. It is not man's nature to love in this manner. We do not share the same mindset with God. The hymn, The Love of God, best describes God's love for us. The third verse goes as follows. Could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of parchments made? Where, <clears throat> where every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade. To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole though stretched from sky to sky. We can find another example of God's love for man in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verses 4 through 5 where we read these words, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. God is the true source of all true, giving, ongoing love. God's love for us is fully expressed through his son, Jesus Christ. People are all sinners, and God has an extreme dislike for sin. Yet he gives up his son so that we can have a relationship with the Father through his son. With the imputed righteousness through Christ, God can see no sin in us. Jesus' sacrifice was accepted by God, which is shown by the resurrection of Jesus after his death on the cross. Another way we see God's love for us is one of Danny's favorite <clears throat> uh, verses of Scripture, and that is Romans chapter 8, verse 32. <clears throat> if you would turn with me now as I read that passage, that he spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? That's a very good question. If he is willing to sacrifice his son for us, then why wouldn't he give us all things? It gives me a wonderful feeling of the love God has for me with all that he has done for me, a sinner. He has loved me from the beginning of time. He has made me one of the elect from the same time. He knew he was going to save me. He knew he was going to bring me to the point of repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. His blessings and love for me is almost unbelievable. Why does he do this? It is his love. How can we know for sure that God is always with us and willing to help? It's because of his love for us. The love of God is sure is the sure foundation of our faith in him. His love gives us the absolute assurance that we are never alone or without help. 
God's love is the reason we are alive. The more we become rooted and grounded in God's love, the more we will become happy, fruitful, and fulfilled. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 17 through 19, the Bible tells us that Christ <clears throat> may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know <clears throat> the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. The Apostle Paul suffered severe persecution everywhere he went because he preached the life of the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. While facing the hatred of the religious leaders, in the midst of all the pain and warfare he experienced, Paul wrote these incredible words, which we find in the scriptures in the book of Romans, <clears throat> verses 8, uh, or chapter 8, excuse me, verses 38 through 39. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in our, <clears throat> which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Paul knew from his own experience that it is God's burning love that kept him, even during the worst of his trials. And it was the compassionate love of God that motivated him to keep fighting the good fight of faith, to reveal Jesus Christ to the world. God had poured out his own mercy in the heart of Paul. Because of God's love, Paul was willing to face hatred and rejection, offense, betrayal, and even torture from his enemies. He only had one desire. Reveal to people that God loves them with a love that goes beyond their wildest dreams. God loves us so much that he will never be able, that we will never be able to understand. No matter what is going on in our life, no matter what challenges come to us, no matter how much pain may burn in our hearts, no matter how many treasures of love, luck, hope, or blessings may be taken away from us, beloved child of God, try to remember this all your life. God is on your side. He is not against you. He is your helper, your friend, your healer, your rescuer. Whatever happens, whatever may come upon your path of life, he can and will turn it to the good. Why? Because we are so holy and perfect? I don't think so. No, because of <clears throat> God's love for us, we should enjoy God's love. Many of us think we need to earn God's love by becoming perfect Christians first. But I ask you, in the precious name of Jesus, stop trying to earn God's love. He loved you long before you were ever born, before the foundation of the world. He knew you before you knew him. God is love and he is eternal. So his love for you was already burning with incredible intensity before you ever existed. Yep. 
in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, it says, We love him because he first loved us. When we learn to trust his love, we will grow stronger and develop a deeper faith. His love is the core foundation of our relationship with him. Let the love of God fill your heart. It is the reason for your existence. Now, the next thing that I wish to discuss is the love of man for God. The Bible says that man is to love the Lord with all of his heart and soul. He is to keep his commandments and to walk in his ways. He should not love in tongue or in word, but in deed and in truth. We are to keep God's word and to love our brother. We are, we are to love one another and we are to love our enemy. We should not love anyone more than we love God. In Romans 8.28, this is a passage that we are all familiar with in the scriptures, which says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are thee called according to his purpose. Another way to love God is through worship and praise. Loving God requires knowing him, and that knowledge begins with his word. To know him is to love him. Loving God is putting him first, to love him with an undivided love. We cannot love the things of this world and love God at the same time. For love... <clears throat> Love for the world is what leads us astray. To love God is to desire him, to yearn for his grace, his word, and his righteousness. When we are separated from a loved one and we receive a letter from them, we are eager to open it. So it should be with God's word. God's word is how he talks to us and tells us what he expects from us. We are also supposed to obey God. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey me. When we love someone, we want to please them, so we listen to them. Above all, we should listen to the Lord our God. He is the utmost authority on what we need in our lives. Want is one of man's biggest problems. Many times we don't even really know what we want. Then when we get what we want, we realize that it is not all that it is cracked up to be. We should look to God and his infinite wisdom to find out what we need. Danny always says that we should think about what God wants us to be doing right now. This is sound advice. Take time to wait for an answer to what God wants for us. With all that I said previously about the love of God, it is obviously obvious that God knows what is best for us and what we really need. In the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verse 37, the scriptures say, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. The least that we can do is to love the Lord with all that we have. After all, he has given us an overabundance of his love from the beginning. Picture, if you can, how wonderful the world would be if we all truly loved one another. If instead of primarily thinking of ourselves, we thought of others. There would be no greed or hunger or war or want. 
of power. There would be less arguing, violence, and crime. The Bible says, without love, we are nothing. Out of faith, love, and hope, the Bible says, the greatest of these is love. We should, know, we should show love for God. One way to show love for God is by doing what he says. By not listening to God, we show him that we don't truly love him. Remember, love is an action, not a thing that we fall in. We can fall in a pit or on the ground, but those things are accidents. We all know that we have to learn to love someone. With all of the love that God has for us, the least we can do is to love him back. Look at the example that Jesus showed us through his life and interaction with others. <clears throat> we are a bunch of sinners. God absolutely abhors sin. The word abhors means that it is an extreme dislike for something. Yet God and his plan for the elect came up with a way to love us, the elect. Despite our imperfections and our fleshly need for sin, we have a sin nature, and yet God sends Jesus from his heavenly home to the sin-cursed earth to be an example and a light for us to follow. Then Jesus takes our sin upon his own body on the tree so that we can be seen as having the righteousness of Jesus himself and spend an eternity in heaven with God and Jesus. That's rather remarkable. Romans uh, chapter 6 verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God in eternal is death eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus took the sting of death away from us with his ultimate sacrifice. The least we can do is to love and praise him for all eternity. After all, we would not have an eternity if it wasn't for Jesus. Actually, now that I think about it, we would have an eternity, but it wouldn't be in heaven. It would be in the lake of fire for all eternity. There is no death for believers of the gospel of Christ. He rose again the third day, which proved that his sacrifice was accepted by God the Father. And that is the proof that by believing on him, we also shall rise to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. We can also show our love by going into all the world and telling the glorious gospel of Christ praising his mighty name throughout all the land so that the lost may come to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Another way to show our love for the Lord is to mold our lives to the ways of Jesus. If people could see a loving way in us the same way Jesus had for people, they might step back and say that there is something about that person that is so different from most of those that we encounter. By having a kind and giving way about us, by not barking at people in a rude manner, trying to be soft-spoken and generous in our ways, loving our neighbor is another way to show a love for God. That doesn't just mean the person next door or those in your neighborhood. It means showing love to all people. John fifteen thirteen says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. This is exactly what Jesus did on the cross. He showed his immense love for us with one of the greatest acts of love for all time. 
<clears throat> okay, that's kind of uh, repetitious, but anything, anyway, um, another uh, thing I'd like to speak about uh, in a way that we can show love for God is we should first start to attend a church. We all know that if we were not invited to a church, we probably would never go to one. Going to a church for a wedding also doesn't count because those invited <clears throat> go only go to the wedding service and then never return. That is how it was for me. Uh, I had been to a Catholic wedding, a United Methodist wedding, and a Jehovah's Witness wedding. After which, I was only interested in the festivities that followed and not returning to any of those places. When I was living in Punta Gorda, a pastor from a Baptist church moved in next door and invited me to Tri-City Baptist Church. The pastor was a Lamb's Book of Life pastor, if you know what I mean. Uh, I did not learn about the gospel of Christ or even learn anywhere near all that I have learned here at Temple. I was baptized there, but I really think at the time I only got wet. The pastor did not make sure that I was fully trusting in Christ as my Savior. I knew nothing of the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord. Anyway, as I have told you before, one afternoon, pastor and brother Chuck James came by the house and invited Tracy and myself to come here to ba Temple Baptist Church. Everyone was very friendly here, and, the how <clears throat> and as you know, we've been coming here ever since. The reason, <clears throat> reason I am telling you this is that a person cannot learn to love God if they don't know him. We both began to learn the things of God, and pastor asked us if we would like to learn the basic Bible truth lessons. We did, and we have been learning about God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit ever since. You can't help to love the Lord once you begin to hear of all the wonderful things God does for us <clears throat> in our lives. How can you not love God after finding out that he sacrificed his only son to pay your awful sin debt? How can you love God when you don't have a close walk with him? The essence of what it means to love God is to be satisfied in him, not just his mercy, grace, and gifts, but with God himself as the glorious being that he is. Loving God includes obeying his commands. It will include believing on his word. It will include thanking him for his grace and all his gifts. All that is overflow. The essence of loving God is admiring, enjoying all that he is. And it is this enjoyment of God that makes all our other responses truly glorifying to him. We all know this intuitively as well as from scripture. Do, do we feel most honored by the love of those who serve us from the constraints of duty or from the delights of fellowship? When we tell our spouse that we enjoy spending time with them, it makes them feel good. None of us have, uh, <clears throat> none of us have arrived at perfect satisfaction of God. I know that I have a lot of work to do in showing others that Jesus resides in me. I still, dis 
express my dislike of most people I encounter in the world. I still find myself having fits of road rage on my way to or from work. I still have longings for some of the things of this world. I still find myself, oops, that's back on the previous page. Uh, that is a part of my sin nature. I can't help it, but I can try harder to have understanding for those around me that have faults of their own. If someone flies by me on the road and scaring me or almost hitting me, I don't fully understand what's going on in their lives. I also beat myself up over stupid things that are just a part of being human. Mistakes that <clears throat> we as people are bound to make in our lives. It is hard to love others and God if you don't love yourself first. I need to try and remember that in my time here in life is but a drop in this life is but a drop in the bucket of an eternity of life. Um, I lost my place again. With our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, by God's grace, I know that I have the fountain of everlasting joy. I know I need to try and help lead others to the Lord. I know that I will encounter those who have no desire for the things of God. But I won't know if I don't try. Another way to show the love for the Lord is not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We need to stay in God's word. We need to try and wait to see what God wants us to be doing. I cannot thank God enough for all of the wonderful blessings he has bestowed upon me in my life. I know I want <clears throat> I know he brought Tracy and I together. I didn't want to have a girlfriend or a wife at the time, but God knew that is what I needed. I didn't have a want to have children, but I thank God that I got to know and love Tracy's children. Without them, I would not have four beautiful grandchildren that I have now. I would not have had the opportunity to have an, a lasting effect on Alan's life. I also would not have seen Alan come under the glorious gospel of Christ and then also be the one to baptize him into the family of Jesus. How can one not love God for all of these wonderful gifts of love, life, and an eternal soul through the cleansing blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? To know God is to love God. Without God, I would not be able to get up here and stand at this pulpit and preach about the things of God. Remember John chapter 3, verse, 3, uh, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, if that isn't love, I don't know what is. God over and over again shows us his immense and incredible love for us. Even though we are a bunch of sinners, we deserve to burn in the pits of hell for all time. But God still, he elects us from before we even have any concept of time. And he chooses us to spend an eternity with him to bring us under the glorious gospel of Christ and to make us uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus. 
it's really quite a wonderful thing uh, in this love that he has given us. Um, you really can't put into words um, these wonderful things that he's done for us. Um, it's really quite incredible. Um, almost makes me want to cry when I think back to uh, when Alan had first said to me that um, he asked me, if I, did you know that Jesus died on the cross for us? My, <clears throat> my heart leapt immediately, um, and it still chokes me up to this day. And then being able to baptize him here in our baptistry uh, and bring him into God's loving family, it's really a wonderful thing. Um, and it makes our hearts feel good to uh, lead other people to Christ. I'm sure that other people here have uh, led someone to Jesus, uh, perhaps a child or a relative, or maybe just a complete stranger. We know that Brother Chuck used to go with a uh, pastor all the time uh, out into the neighborhoods to uh, invite people here to Temple Baptist Church. I know that he had stopped by our house at least, what, three times, Tracy? Tracy, is that how many times, how many crosses we have hanging in our house that we know were uh, woven by uh, by Brother Chuck James? I know we have at least two. I think we have three. And then, of course, we have the one hanging in the, I have the one hanging in my truck uh, that he made with the red beads when he gave us uh, when we were started here at uh, Temple Baptist. But anyway, um, God's love for us is a most wonderful thing, and we should be most appreciative of it. We can't thank him enough for it, that's for sure. Uh, and I thank you for taking the time to listen to me. And um, I think now everybody's probably ready to go next door and have some donuts and ice cream and help Kay celebrate her birthday. <laughs>